Hey, I'm Laura Beth Kewen, and this is a Flirting with 30 bonus episode. This is the unedited full interview of my conversation with Lori Foon from the Sustainable Business Network. You'll remember her from episode two. She talked about the question, have I done enough? And our conversation also covered a few other things, including talking about her business, Starfish. Lori has some great things to say and some really uplifting things to say. So please listen to her interview. Enjoy the show. Testing one, two, three. And then you get that nice waveform so you can see what's coming through. (gasps) Testing. You might be able to hear Kayla. Will that be a pain? No, that'll be that'll add atmosphere. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lori Foon. Uh, how should we kick off? How about with... This is very directional as well, so... Okay. I'll wait for it to... Um, how about with, like, an introduction? Should I make you introduce yourself? Uh, you could. My name is Lori Foon. Um, I wear many hats in the city, and I'm a mother and a wife and I host, I volunteer and I host a radio show called B-Side Stories with my lovely friend Laura Kewen and I work for the Sustainable Business Network and my mission is to see Wellington be the coolest little sustainable capital in the world. Nothing much. (laughs) Um, I know that you have starfish like in your background but I don't really know the story of of that okay can you tell me about how like how that came along and what happened to it yeah so I like all good kiwis should did my OE um around when I was about 21 and I didn't really understand what we had in New Zealand and I just couldn't wait to get out and find the bigger brighter lights as quickly as possible so I jumped on a plane with a girlfriend and we went to London and that was amazing and then we went to live in Portugal and then Denmark but while I was there I had always been interested in business I discovered the body shop and it was the first time a business really resonated with me and it was the fact that Anita Roddick was using the business to talk about issues that were going on in the world and it had a really social conscience. I didn't understand what all these words were and I didn't know that we were burning the Amazon forest which is the kind of message that she got out to me through her store so I was really wowed by that. I'd always been loved fashion and so then I came back to New Zealand and started in the market and gradually worked our way out and started a store called Starfish and through that I guess we were a prominent feature in the local business community we um, and then we really were part of the community. Probably our biggest landmarks were that we were strong in protesting the motorway in the late 90s, early 2000s, and were quite pivotal with our marketing campaigns because we weren't looking overseas for bright the, the you know like looking for overseas influence. We were actually reflecting who we were as Kiwis and what our style was, which was probably the first in New Zealand and then what we did was we really started asking the question what is sustainable sustainability in the fashion industry and so we were probably also one of the first pioneers in producing clothing as best we could at the time with that sustainable mindset 
And then in about four years ago, we had to close it down, which was a really hard thing to go through. The economy changed in Wellington, and also um, online marketing had, you know, online sales just had a really rapid effect on what was going on. Um, but through that, I've been able to follow my passion. So my mission is always follow your dreams because now I work helping other businesses in their sustainability journey. So yeah, there you go. That's the long and the short. Neat. <laughs> um, okay, so you kind of, it sounds like you didn't waste any time <laughs> getting into like starting a business and kind of finding something that captured your imagination mm. and aligned with your values. Um, so I was 24, 25 when we started our business, but I think the difference then in Wellington was you don't know what you don't know, and but there was also a very blank canvas, and there seemed like lots of opportunity. So I think you'll notice there's a pattern around Kiwis that travel, come back to New Zealand and do go, right, let's do something. So they can see a gap in the market, and they, they've seen new style, and Kiwis are great at um, taking on different ideas and concepts and jumping on them, and they have been for a long time. So, yeah, 25 when I started business, but I was also able to start in a market, which meant that that was a really easy place to fail. And I think now it's a bit harder for businesses to start, really reach customers really quickly, and then also, um, yeah, be able to fail easy, yeah. even yeah. though we didn't fail. Yeah. But, yeah, it, was, it wasn't as risky. Yeah. Okay, so the topic that I'm exploring for this podcast mm -hmm. is about turning 30, yes. like as a milestone, and all of the anxiety and questions that surround that. Um, do you have any insight you can offer about uh, those fears associated with like get, getting to that milestone age? Yep, wait till you turn 50. <laughs> <laughs> The 30 is nothing. But when you're looking at the face of that, I, I do appreciate it, and I can remember that being a strong landmark, uh, you know, a milestone in, in my own life. But I can say that the joy of of aging or having more years is, is you've got wisdom and you can make better decisions and faster decisions. And really age doesn't feel like it's changed my mentality. In fact, it's got better. Um, I would be appreciative if my knees would hold up and allow me to do everything my mind wants to do. But but yeah, I, I really think don't be afraid, embrace and enjoy. Laurie, one of the questions that I'm thinking about is like, have I done enough? Like, like, I I feel like there's a lot that I haven't done that maybe I should have knocked out by this point in my life. I'm not sure. But what do you think about that anxiety around, like, I'm not on track. Have I haven't done enough. Mm, mm. Um, wait till you're 50. <laughs> <laughs> You'll still be asking the same question. And I think what we've got now is more opportunity, more choices, more expectations. My mum was worried about having 
children and family and maybe owning a home. Probably a similar um, worry for people at, at, this age, at, at the same age. But now if you think about what my mum's choices were to what your choices and options are, you've just got a hell of a lot more options. And so there's always that grass is greener, there's always what you haven't done, but maybe it's reflecting well on what we have done and really... I think going forward that it's okay with so many people in the world, it's okay to be niche and in fact I think the more niche we are, so really walking down the road of where your passions are and making sure you're good at it and well versed at it and create your opportunities around the passion so that you can look back and go I'm so glad I did that. I think it's not looking at what you haven't done but really knowing what you want to do and creating your opportunities through that journey. That's beautiful. <laughs> Is it? I like that you're saying, like, don't be distracted by mm. the things that you've missed out or that other people have chosen because you've got a track that you can focus on. Yes. And... I love hearing myself say that. If my husband was in the room, he'd be rolling his eyes going, can you hear yourself? But I do have to bring myself back on track. And I think getting to this age, even for me, and following my, my true passion where I've wanted to be, has re I, I can see now the, the journey and the success, even though I've had to take what some might what might be interpreted as a fall or a really hard cut but because I was following my journey and I haven't wavered from that I can now honestly say I'm so happy with my life and keen to keep walking that that road awesome. and love what comes out of it what flourishes around it yeah yeah <laughs> how old are you Laurie so um, I'm not going to say, but I definitely had my 50th a year ago. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Those were kooky eyes, people. You can't see that on the podcast. Just, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I still am too excited about every day. And my problem is trying to not fit too much in because... The discipline for me is creating space and quietness so I can enjoy and reflect on what I have achieved this week or this year or this decade. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So trying to do a bit less than more. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Laurie. Great insights. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's going to be a challenge for this generation. I can see it in my 14-year-old. Her expectations of herself are already high, and the conversations we have are about enjoying today whilst going forward to tomorrow, but being in the moment. That's a practice. Yoga helps. <laughs> okay, I must restart my yoga practice. <laughs> um, thank you very much. Great. I'll leave it there.